Well, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Talk podcast. And uh, we just like to shoot these episodes to talk about things that we don't really get to um, in a sermon, like kind of in that format. And so we can just get more real, more raw. And so we got a pretty raw topic for you today. Uh, we're talking about depression and sadness. And, and one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about are, are really twofold. Number one is, man, you don't really hear a lot about that from like the pulpit, like during a sermon, during church. It's almost mm-hmm. not talked about or really like acknowledged as much. And so we wanted to talk about it here, but then also just like this year, this season, I I would imagine that a lot more people are are struggling with this, maybe even for the very first time. And so Mm -hmm. John, just kind of kick it off for us and just let us know like, what is depression and maybe what's the difference between someone who's like depressed and someone who's just sad? Yeah. Um, and I, I think, uh, when I think of sadness, I think of like, you know, you're not feeling well, something's bothering you, you're down. Um, I think sadness, and once again, these terms are always changing. I think a lot of people would use that word to talk about like how they feel in a present moment. So I feel sad. Whereas depression, um, I, I think the word that I've often heard used to describe it even medically is the word hopelessness, right? Mm-hmm. So I think sadness is like, you know, for, at least for working definition is like, you know, I'm kind of feeling bad in the moment. Um, but to me, depression is like a hopelessness. And so the way I've kind of sensed it a few times in my life is like, whenever you feel like things are not good, right? Or you don't feel good or you feel sad but you also feel like things are just not going to get any better. And so to me, depression is like a prolonged sadness that you can't just kind of work yourself out of. It's like, you know, cause if you're sad, something can then make you happy, you know, yeah, yeah. And depression seems to kind of stick with you. So I think it's a hopelessness and kind of like a, I'm in a season where I feel like I don't like where things are at. I don't like how I feel and I don't feel like it's going to get better. Yeah. And I, you know, this is tough because for someone who really hasn't experienced like depression, depression, like clinical medical depression, it may be hard for them to kind of see someone who's kind of in that state and then maybe they just say, hey, just snap out of it. It's a great day outside or something like that. But like depression is like, a prison of the mind, I yeah. think. And it, it lingers. And uh, I heard someone describe it as a, like to feel depressed is to feel like um, essentially you're, you're suffocating while everyone else is breathing and, yeah. and no one understands kind of what you're going through. So it's something that's deep. It's something that lingers. And so, man, I, I mentioned how maybe a lot of people are feeling some of these things for the first time. So talk about maybe why um, from a biblical perspective and just what's going on around us, why you think depression might be on the rise um, in this season? I think because, and I think in general, I think when we think about what's happening with the coronavirus and COVID-19, um, I, I think what we're experiencing in this moment is that like we're in this really crazy moment that's been very difficult and yet we're not sure when it's going to end. Um, like think about this, man, like, you know, in the past we've been through like hurricanes and stuff. And like, even when hurricane Harvey came through Houston, that was a really big tragic event. But when a hurricane comes, it like blows through and then it's like really bad. But then we look around and we were like, okay, so we have to rebuild. And so it's like, we can get this thing back to normal as quick as we can like muck out houses and, you know, put in new sheetrock and things like that. Um, the, the September 11th attacks, you know, like that was a, a massive tragedy. I mean, 3000 people uh, died, but it was a sense of like, okay, we've been attacked and then America responded. Right. And maybe there was a fear of like ongoing attacks, but it, it wasn't, it kind of felt like this bad thing happened and now we're rebuilding. And then we're in this place where it's like, people are saying that this could be going on for like, like another year or so. And maybe that it doesn't go until there's a vaccine. So it's like, that's why people say it feels like you're living in like a nightmare or, or, or because it's like, it's just, you can't wake up from it. And so I think the reason why this current moment, in my opinion, is probably more 
culturally set up to be a depressing thing for everybody more than any other thing any of us have ever been through. Uh, Cause we go through personal tragedies, but this is a corporate thing is because we've never been through something of this magnitude of which it doesn't seem like there's any relief maybe anytime soon. And so I think that that's why this season is so set up for depression. Um, I know Tim Keller um, I read an article he wrote once about how like whenever September 11th happened in New York, he was a pastor in New York, that the city went in like this corporate depression, like everybody kind of felt it, you know, and this dude is an ongoing thing in the moment. Um, and it's national and it's global. And so we've never seen anything like this. And so if, you know, if depression is because we feel like we're in a hopeless place and things are bad and we don't know when they're going to get better or if they're going to get better, then that's kind of the moment that we're in. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe some people are watching right now and maybe they're, they're followers of Jesus, they're Christians. And, and it, this can be tough because you see a lot in the Bible about joy, always be yeah, joyful yeah. and all those yeah. different things. And so maybe people are saying, you know, I'm, I'm not that all the time. And, and maybe that makes me a bad Christian. And so I want to yeah. ask you and I'll answer myself. I mean, do you feel like you've ever had a season in your life where you struggled, not just with like temporary sadness, something sad happened, but like depression, deep depression. Yeah, let's get real, man. Let's get real. Let's do it. Um, so in, in my life, and I'm interested to hear your answer as well. Um, so I would say in my life, I've struggled more with anxiety. I would say in my life, um, probably ever since my, my early 20s, I have had a pretty consistent ongoing um, struggle with anxiety. I've had panic attacks. Um, it comes and goes. I don't live my whole life, you know, just in that place, but I am prone to anxiousness. I don't struggle a ton with depression, but I've had a few moments where I have felt what I would consider to be depression. And so for me, it tends to be very circumstantial. And so it's not like a, a chemical imbalance thing for me. It's more of like, I get really bummed when something isn't maybe the way I would hope it would be. I get sad about that. Um, I, I had one uh, three month period a few years back, um, where I had some depression. I felt like, and it was the first time I ever experienced that. And it was really a, a big bummer. Um, and then ever since then, I've had a couple moments. I'll have a, a, a week here or a week there that'll be bad. And just to be honest, man, I mean, in this season, I feel like I've felt some of that, you know, and I think going back to what I said before, I think it's because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a father leader of my family. I'm, I'm, you know, one of the leaders of a church. And so, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to lead into the future and kind of have a vision and take us there. And, um, a lot of our planning and strategic thoughts and kind of where we're going, um, kind of isn't present at the moment. And, and it's almost like there's like an aimlessness that we just have to accept for the moment. And so, I mean, I would say, I would say this season is different for me because in the past I've had a couple kind of short stints where I feel like I, I was depressed and I was just really kind of like just not vibing things in general. This season's different for me personally, because I, I think I'm feeling some of like that kind of downness and melancholy in general. But there's also, I think, an excitement that I feel, and I'm not just spinning this, I really mean this, like, I think because I, I, I do like change, and so this season kind of excites me in a sense, but it also really kind of bums me out, and so I think I'm in this, like, cycle where it's like, I get excited about the future possibility, but as you know, man, we try to get there, try to do that plan, and then it's way harder than we thought, or we don't yeah. get there, or the plan changes, and so... Yeah, I mean, I would say I don't struggle with depression a lot personally, just in all transparency, but I have been there. And, um, and having been there, it gives me, I mean, massive empathy for people that 
struggle with that because it is a very, very real thing. Yeah. And, uh, man, this is, uh, you want to be careful. I, I think our generation is more prone to like pursuing and understanding mental health than maybe yeah. previous generations. Like I'm sure, uh, people in our parents' generation or before, like they probably struggle with some of these yeah. things, but didn't, didn't really think it was important that there wasn't a name for it. And so I, I do think it, it is helpful for us in our generation to be a little mm-hmm. bit more aware of mental health. And so I, I do want to separate kind of some of what we're talking about from, like you said, some of those chemical imbalances. There are yeah. some things that need to be Absolutely. diagnosed Absolutely. and that yeah. medicine can, um, can help, but we're kind of talking about, um, just from our experience, some of the depression and, and, and seasons or bouts of depression that we've had. So yeah, for me personally, I definitely have, I'm probably more prone to that. Um, and I would call them like my, my phrase is like bouts of depression. Mm -hmm. And when I get into those and I still get into those, it's like, I get very lethargic, um, kind of like hopeless, listless, just like not wanting to do anything, not feeling Mm -hmm. like it's worth doing anything. And, uh, my wife can attest that I get into those like bouts sometimes. And it's, it's really hard to get me out of those. Mm-hmm. And, and so she, she's really been helpful with kind of like reminding me to hope in the Lord and just being patient with me. Cause you can't just like get right out of it. Yeah. You know? So for you, cause for me, I know circumstantially has always been a big part of it. And so like, you know, whenever we were like, you know, restarting the church, there was a couple of weeks where I had some kind of some rough moments because things were harder than we thought, you know? So for me, it's like circumstantial. Uh, would you say that's the case for you or is it more of just like it kind of comes? Because I've heard people say it just kind of comes out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. It's like uh-huh. a it, it's like a mental attack, yeah. you know, and it just like hits you out of nowhere and it, it just brings you down. And if you, I, I do think most of the time, if you if you do follow the scripture and you you, like, you pray, like you, you can, at least in my case, kind of steer away from it. But if you're not very diligent, then it just kind of sucks you down, like kind of into a pit. And so that's just kind of been my, experience. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit, you know, cause I think people, you know, people are listening to this. They, they feel like they've gone through these things, man. What, what are some things that maybe have been personally helpful for you when those seasons come, uh, to make sure that those are temporary and that you get out of them? Yeah. Well, I'll give some examples of things that have worked for me in the past and some things that are working for me right now. <laughs> so, um, kind of in this season, I'm sure that, that we're all in, um, Man, I, I kind of, I wasn't sure if I wanted to list just like a few and go deep or just like list a lot. So I'm going to kind of list a few just kind of rapid fire for me um, because I think in diff- different seasons, it's different things. And so some things for me, and this is maybe the most important thing. And this is the thing that I will like tell my kids one day. Um, whenever I get in a pit, so the first time I ever went through it, I would say I was maybe 26. And when you've never had that experience before, it's really scary because you're like, man, what if I live the rest of my life on this earth like this? That was the thought, like, man, this would stink, man. Because like you said, you can't just get out of it. But the cool thing about growing up and like age is like, I, I got through that. I remember how bad that felt. But then like I got out of it. So then I learned a a valuable lesson that like it doesn't last, you know, and even people that I've talked to that have like a legitimate like chemical imbalance and it's more of just something they can't control in that sense, like at all. um, They would even say, even though maybe I kind of live with depression, it goes up and down. It's not always that same like rock bottom place. And so I always remind myself and other people, listen, like you're in a pit and like you're not gonna be able to force your way out of this, but like it won't last. And for me, that comforts me greatly because I'm like, I just got to ride out this storm. Um, another thing for me is community. And let me tell you why not just saying that cause I'm a pastor and not just saying that cause we're pushing community groups right now. Let me explain this one. Cause this is deep. This might be the most important one for me. And I'm experiencing this right now. Whenever I feel kind of low, depressed, sad, you know, kind of whatever it is. Um, I have a really hard time in my prayer life, like really hard time. 
And I think that's actually biblical because like when you read a lot of the Psalms, whenever David is struggling, I think Psalm 13 is one where he's like, you know, God, like he's like lamenting and saying, God, why do you hide your face from me? And so you could tell in the Bible when David would feel low or depressed, he also would feel like God was far from him. And so I've had those experiences where I, I've kind of feel depressed and it's like hard, just like, it's like, oh, well, just go in your room and have this amazing prayer time. And I go there and my mind wanders or I'm kind of low energy. It's hard to like get fired up to pray. And so for me, community is so important for two reasons. One, because like those people, like they, they pray for me and they pray with me. And in seasons where I feel low, like when I'm praying with like you guys or with my wife or somebody else, I feel the power of prayer more. It's like I'm feeding off of your faith in a yeah. sense. Then, cause, cause I can't find it in and of myself. And so when I'm low community's big because it's like people that like, I'm like kind of feeding off their faith, but also people like just telling people that you're struggling is very powerful, at least for me. So like when I'm, I've been in moments where I've been feeling kind of low and bothered by something. And when I, when I am speaking it to somebody, I feel my spirit lifting up. There's something spiritual about confessing something. I mean, we know that biblically, but yeah. just telling someone how you feel is really important for me. A few other things, uh, taking care of my body. And so, um, you know, making sure sometimes I think what happens with the depression, it gets really bad because like we are kind of low, but then it makes us eat bad and not sleep and not exercise and things like that. And so like, we can't control it, but we're actually contributing to our depression. So that's a big one for me. Uh, a few more. One is just, I sit with Jesus in it. And I was recently talking with a, with a counselor friend of mine and he reminded me something so powerfully said, you know, Jesus is just as good and present in the low moments as he is the high moments. And I forgot that, man, cause I'm not wired that way. I think a lot of us fall into like triumphalism, uh, which is like when you follow God, everything's always perfect, you know, and that's just not the case. And so I think just realizing that like, okay, Jesus, I'm kind of low in this moment and I want you to be here with me and you feel like a sweet sense of God's presence. There's something special about your walk with God and the low times. And the last thing I would say for me, um, this is real like kind of just basic, just being outside and yeah. sunshine, dude. Like when I hear people talk about like Seattle and like the weather and how it makes them depressed, like I get that, man. Like, so to me, like just going outside, like I, it, it's kind of a common grace that God has given us to feel better. And there's something about actually just seeing the sunshine and the way it reflects on the trees, which I know I'm getting super artsy here no, you're good. That, that really seriously, man, like I feel it bringing joy to my soul. And sometimes I just like stare at the sky and it's like a, it's like a natural medicine that God has given us. So yeah. those things have been a great help to me. Yeah. For me, man, yeah, I've been yeah. thinking about, I got so many different things, <laughs> you know, I've struggled with it a lot and yeah. I, I feel like each time I have to do something a little bit different. Um, but it, generally the thought is the same. So for me, uh, when I get into those states, it's usually, like I said, it's a mind thing and I'm yeah. being brought down into like a prison of my mind, just negative thoughts and just that brings me to a place where I, I, you know, I don't want to do anything at all. And so for me, some of the things that I've tried to do, um, is just number one, just like literally writing out just promises of God, uh, you know, because it, it, like your mind is, is, it's a very tricky kind of thing, you know, like it can tell you lies. It can, it can bring you down. It can speak negativity. And so just like literally writing out the promises of God almost like reminds me that like my mind can lie to me and God's word is is revealing that to this point. So I kind of differentiate myself between me and the thoughts that I'm having and so just allowing the word to speak into that. Uh, number two is, um, like you said, just like confessing that, being open and honest about that, like with your spouse, uh, but also like in a way um, that doesn't put all the shouldering on them because you can crush someone with, with kind of what you're... Okay, we got to pause right here because I, I, I can't believe I forgot to talk about this. Dude, 
talk more about that because that is, I want to say something like, like that is, that is huge. And a lot of people that are depressed cause more problems for other people and themselves because they don't realize that. So talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy to hear your thoughts, but just like this idea that when you're going through something, like you're looking to your spouse, like as your savior. And so you're going to take everything and just like unload on them. And uh, I love Sarah and she's a really great listener, but sometimes it's like just unloading almost like it, she can't help me and it just brings her down. Okay. Cause here's the thing. And this is kind of what I've, I've kind of figured over the years. <clears throat> Think about it. If it's heavy for you and it belongs to you, it's going to be really heavy for them. And one of the things to be mindful of, and I've seen this a lot and I've actually even walked with people and, and had this experience where like, sometimes when you're walking with someone who's depressed, like I think it, we need to walk with each other. Like Galatians six says to bear burdens of one another. But if you're walking with someone in depression, be very careful. Um, and, and because what happens is they're kind of very sensitive. And sometimes if you're depressed and someone like doesn't help you enough or whatever, like they can kind of start blaming you for it, you know? And so I think that if you are kind of like depressed or down and someone's entering in to help you, uh, just be very gracious to them because they don't know how to help exactly. And they're just being there for you and they're going to say wrong things and they're going to, they're, they're going to, cause they're imperfect, you know? Yeah. And so I've just seen situations where someone tries to help somebody else and then all of a sudden they become the bad guy because they didn't care well enough. And so I think like you're saying, man, when you're low, make sure that you're not crushing other people because we still have a responsibility to love people even when we're depressed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, only God can handle the weight that you're feeling. And so your spouse can, can help you or people can help you go that direction. Um, which sometimes, you know, seeing a counselor is good. I know yes. we've both done that yeah, in the absolutely. past and just admitted that, you know, if we're going to get help from someone that, that sometimes it, it's good to have someone who's kind of trained to do that. And then the last thing is kind of like you're saying, getting outside for me personally, it's just the change of environment, which yeah. is kind of what you were saying. So for me, it's like, man, let's hop in the car. And if, it, if we're able, man, let's drive to Austin or something. Let's do something because for mm. me, like depression is a, like a, a rut of the mind, like a pattern where it keeps spinning around in the same thing. And so there's just something about like, man, let's just break three, break free of all the pattern of all the routine yes. and just do something different. And for me, that usually just kind of jolts me out of the funk. I start thinking differently, you know, I just feel better. And so that's just something that's helped me. Well, and I think that one's really huge too. I heard someone's, I forgot where it was, you know, we live in this internet world. So it's like, I could have heard this in a million different places, you know, but I heard someone say once, like, like you could also call depression, like uh, repression. And so a lot of times he, he was talking about how, like, whenever someone's depressed, it's like, there's a change they need to make that they're avoiding. Uh, I know people, honestly, that have just, I like, guess, time to change your job. You know, you're just in a massive rut and like, you know, you need to change it, but you're afraid or won't do it. And so a lot of times depression is kind of like almost maybe even your spirit telling you not, not every time, but like a change needs to happen. Yeah. Good thoughts. Uh, so any final encouragement uh, to someone who's listening, who, who's maybe going through it um, for the 20th time or even for the first time? Yeah. Um, I, I I would say two things because um, I like how you mentioned uh, kind of medicine and how sometimes it can be a chemical imbalance. I, I think one thing I would just say on that front, and this is going to sound totally contradictory. I think ideally um, you should, you know, do what you can to try and, and not have to be medicated. But if you have to be medicated, absolutely do that. That's totally cool and okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so like, I think that's kind of a way I, when I even think about like, as my kids get older, if I'm like answering these questions for them, I, I think, I think a lot of times, like, you know, like, like I always tell people, like, you know, if you're depressed, it's like, Hey, are you sleeping eight hours a day? Are you exercising? Are you being healthy? Do you have a relationship with God? Like go do those things first. Yeah, like and the then, basics. and if, if, and if you're still depressed, you might just be tired, you know, right. like physically tired. And so I would say it's one of those things where, um, I, I think we, the, cause I think that the doctors always just want to quickly medicate it. 
Um, so I think we should aim to be healthy and in community and loving the Lord and being healthy in general. But if you get to a place where you need to be, uh, you need medicine. Like I just don't get the difference between like, if you're, you know, you know, if you're having back pain and they give you medicine for that, we don't seem to care about that, you know, but then if it's, it's mind pain, like, why is that any different? And so I, I don't think there should be any shame for someone who takes meds for any kind of mental illness, because, you know, we take meds for, you know, if, if you have cancer, there's a process for that. If you have a headache. And so, um, it's one of those weird things where I think that we should aim to not be, um, on it, but if we need to be on it, that's totally acceptable. And, and God loves us and wants us to be okay in that sense. And I think the other thing I would just say to anyone in this place, um, going back to what I said earlier, this too shall pass, you know, don't, don't quit in the dip. Um, don't accept hopelessness. Um, I know we talk a lot about fighting for joy. And so it's like, you know, you, you can't control whether or not you're going to be in that pit or for how long, but you can control whether or not you're fighting for joy. And as long as you're doing your part, um, God will be faithful. And the reality is we live in a broken world. And so that kind of complicates things, but just know like it will pass. You will get better and just like accept the process for whatever season the Lord, uh, wills that to be. Yeah. That's a good word. Uh, I guess for me, I would just say, uh, kind of echo what you say, that there's no shame in experiencing it. Um, I mean, if yeah, you if you yeah. experience high highs and low lows, then then you're joining King David in the valley because yes. you know the Psalms are full of, of David's ups ups and downs, and so there's no shame in being a part of or you know in experiencing that. Uh, but my encouragement for you uh, would probably just be twofold. Number one is just like go to the Lord. And I know that seems like so basic, but you know, I heard John Piper say one time, like, like you don't know all the inner workings of your mind. Only God knows that. And so like, go to God for self understanding and for understanding like what's going on inside of you. Because mm -hmm. if you try to go into your own mind and try to get yourself out, that ain't going to work. And so you got to go to the Lord, uh, number one. And then number two, uh, like in, in the best way possible, like find community, like you were saying, mm -hmm. find people who love and support you. And, and we think there's no better community than the church community, yeah. the faith family in order to, to help deal with these issues and, and, and really help you like in the long term. So, uh, man, it's a, it's a tough topic, but it's a real one. It's, yeah. it's a good one. There, there, is, so, there is hope, though. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, we hope to see you next time.